Somebody got excited when I said that. I was talking to the first service and I was sharing with them that something has happened to the church because we have so much zeal and excitement, but then the most important thing the thing that stabilizes you, the thing that feeds you, the thing that sustains you, the thing that holds you, the thing that moves you, the, the, the word of God. And, and and listen, if you're not hungry for it, then you'll just come in, oh, okay, I'm just going to come on in. But if you're hungry for it, when it comes time for the word of God, you're excited for it. So I'm going to ask you, how many of you ready for the word of God? That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, God just heard you. Whenever the word of God is coming forth, it should do something to you. Because the word of God will reach the barren place in you and cause life immediately. I don't know who it is, but I believe there's just two or three of you in here that are desperate for the Lord. I, I, I want to talk to the sold out people. I, I mean, need God. And God has proven himself that he's a source that you can count on. I just want the people who got proof to give God a praise. said this morning and I, we're just going to stay right there I believe that this word is pivotal I believe that it's going to awaken something in you I believe that this word is transforming I believe that the enemy does not want you to get this somebody struggled to get here didn't think oh man I, I don't know I don't, I don't. today huh. could have stayed home but God wanted you the word will go forth and it shall not return void, but it will do the thing that it was sent to do. God's word is sent to transform you, to make you more like him so that you can operate and that you can receive all the promises that he has for you and that your walk will change and you will walk into the authority in which you have called to been walked to. Therefore, you began to walk with him which means that as your walk is tight and right, then the authority that he placed in you becomes tight and right and you can speak to the thing. And because your walk is right, the thing you speak to has to obey you because you're walking with God. You guys, let's rest, let's rest to our feet. We're gonna stay in the um, theme of obedience. I believe God has a word for you today that's gonna help you as it relates to obeying him. You ready? Let's read. 
You shall walk after the Lord your God and fear him and keep his commandments and obey his voice. You shall serve him and hold fast to him. Amen. It's all about him. Mm-hmm. All right. This is going to be our text today. But we're going to come back to it. Turn to Matthew chapter 10, one verse, 28. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this divine opportunity in which you have given us, Lord, that we may feast at your table. We repent. Help us, God, to turn away from every evil thought, every evil action, turn away from the disobedience for not doing what we should have did and for doing what we should not have done. Father, we know that there has been some way that we did not please you, but you said if we repent, you are faithful to forgive us. So thank you, Lord, for a brand new start. And now, Father, because we've been cleansed, we know we have your ear. So come now and speak to our hearts. For we desire to hear from you. And Lord, as I stand, I ask that you would consecrate me as only you know how. Make me fit to be used by you, God. For I know that I'm nothing, but through you, God, you can use me for anything. So let my spirit decrease that yours would increase. That we, your people, would hear from you. You have our attention, God. Our focus is on you. Speak, Lord, for we hear. In Jesus' name. Everybody that believes, shout amen. Amen. Verse 27. It says, whatever I tell you in the dark, speak in the light, Jesus says. And what you hear in in the ear, preach on the housetop. And, 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 and do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. I'll read that again. And do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. But rather, fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in 
hell. Our, Jesus talked about, first he says, don't fear. Then he says, do fear. I want, because there's a scripture that there's, we've been shouting around, God didn't give us the spirit of fear, and I, I believe God wants us to understand fear today. Uh, I want you to meditate on this topic. Fear comes first. Uh-huh. I knew that I'd mess with some of y'all. Because you're about to get your theology shocked. Because I didn't say it, God said it. Give your neighbor a high five and say, fear comes first. Say, I don't know what I'm talking about, but it's true. <laughs> uh, you may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I, I want to talk to you. It's Youth Sunday. It's Youth Sunday. So um, I, I want to talk to you for a few minutes. Um, uh, I want to try and keep the youth captivated. I believe that there's a couple of youth in here, um, but I really want to speak to the hearts of the young people. Uh, um, how, many, how many know that you're still young? Uh-huh. I, I really want to speak to your hearts today. I, I didn't really understand um, what youth was and, until I got on a ship and saw Sister Barbara. Last one sleep, first one up, I don't understand. Really, really, if they want to do the Energizer commercial, they need to get rid of the bunny and get Barbara. No, no, in, in, in all sincerity, we had a great time on the cruise, but I really want to talk to you because the Lord has um, permeated my spirit as it relates to fear and awakened something to help me understand um, what Jesus is saying and, and, and how important fear is because, because in this system that we are in, it is promoting um, fear and we have been promoting fear. Uh, we have gotten so confused in, in the church and operating in fear and not knowing it, but yet shouting out all the time, God didn't give me the spirit of fear, but you got it. So then when it comes down to where did it come from? Uh, I want you to understand, um, can you put our theme scripture on the board? I want you to understand <clears throat> um, that God wants us to understand uh, what fear is, where it comes from. And there, there are two different fears because you have to understand that um, when Jesus speaks one time, he says, do not fear. And then the next time he says to fear. The, the question become, what is it that you are fearing? And so, and so we, we understand that um, in the scripture, our text says, you shall walk after the Lord your God and fear him. Now, now the, we're talking about obedience, but in order to get to obedience, it talks about fear first. So then you really cannot obey God unless you fear him. Ah, uh, say fear is first, say I'm getting it. <laughs> so, so um, it's, there is two different fears listed uh, in the Bible. They talk about fear um, from the contextual point of, of, of reverence, and then it uh, talks about fear as it relates to terror. And um, terror is, is 
the, when he uses terror in the Bible uh, and it talks about fear in um, 2 Corinthians, I mean, 2 Timothy chapter number one, verse seven, it says, God didn't give you the spirit of fear, but of love, power and a sound mind. That's the scripture that we quote. He didn't give you the spirit of terror. Right. But the other fear that he talks about is talking about the fear of reverence. And so the first fear <clears throat> that he speaks about uh, on the terror is it's really Yerah. Uh, and when he speaks about reference, it's Yarap. So it speaks about uh, two different spirit. One is this and the other one is that. And we have been confused. So we run from fear instead of run to fear. Because if you truly run to the fear of God, you are running after the one that you should have fear for instead of running from the fear of the enemy, which you should have fear of. Now, now that would be that would be probably OK if you were to run from it. But most of us have learned to run to it. And so and so Jesus tells us, don't fear man, don't fear situations, don't fear stuff, but fear God. In Deuteronomy, Moses is talking about, you, you know, it's a must that we have to fear God. And God wants us to fear him. But we have practiced, and some of us like fear. I knew you'd get quiet on that. By nature, as kids, you like fear. When I was a little kid, I used to get on my dad's back. And one time, I started messing with his face. And, and I get on, I'm on his back. I'm having a good time. I stuck my hand down near his face. I guess he got tired of it. He went, Aah! And I pulled my hand back. And I said, oh, you scared me. Do it again. And, and, and so we, we start practicing being afraid because we like it as kids. And then we grow up to be teenagers. And y'all know what I'm talking about. Talking about you don't like fear. First scary movie come out, y'all be trying to get to it. All the haunted house. I remember when I was a kid, want to go to the scariest haunted house there was. And then go to school bragging about how scary it was. Because we were practicing fear and liked it and wonder why you got anxieties today. You practice anxiety. And if you didn't practice it on purpose that way, you practice it by being sneaky. Knowing if you get caught, you're going to get in trouble. And you had anxiety by worrying about getting caught. And now you got anxiety today because you were good at practicing it. Mm. I know this is helping a couple of us. But the word, the word says, it says you shall, now, now get this, the word says, you shall walk after the Lord your God. It says, number one, you shall walk 
after the Lord thy God. Now get this. It did not say that you might. He says you shall walk. So regardless of all that you've been through, God is saying you shall. Because it is God's, it is God's mission to walk you after him. Because God has chosen you so that you can dominate this earth realm. And if he don't get you to walk after him, then you'll never be effective in the calling in which he called you. So when he called you, he has given you his spirit. When you get his spirit, you should be in awe of who he is. How many of you know that God is omnipotent? We know that he's omnipotent. How many, how many of you believe he's all-knowing? He's omniscient. He knows everything. As a matter of fact, he's omnipresent, which means he's everywhere. When you got up this morning, he was in your house. When you got to church, he was in the church. When, listen, while you're in the church, he's at your house watching over your stuff so when you get back, he'll still be there. God is everywhere at all times. That is the God that chose you. And he chose you. Now get that. He chose you so that you can walk after him. Don't you remember when he chose Adam? He creates Adam. The first thing he teaches Adam is how to walk. The Bible says he walked through the cools of the garden with Adam so that Adam would learn how to walk. See, if you never walk with God, then your walk will be crooked. But when you start walking with God, you understand how God walks. And as you walk with God, you begin to emulate who God is. But the thing about it is our walk has become so sideways, God is going one way and the church has went a whole nother one. Because there is no fear in the church. It is something that the church has began to look like the world because people come to the church and say they love God, but their walk don't look nothing like God's. Therefore, when you get to church, you see any old thing. And now people are afraid to say that they're Christian because Christians have done what the secular world is doing. And the only reason why is because they have no fear. Do you realize when there's no fear in the house, there's no reverence in the house? Let, let me share this with you. Every one of my children, if anything is out of order in the house, they don't want daddy to come home. Because there is reverence in the house. As a matter of fact, when someone does something wrong, they'll say, don't tell dad. Because there is reverence in the house. That I heard Armani and Kalani upstairs and they was doing something and Kalani did something wrong. And he said, dad, and he took off running to tell me and she started crying. Because there was reverence. In the house, there was fear 
And, and, and I want you to know there's nothing wrong with fear. As a matter of fact, if you put fear in the right perspective, then you can obey God. The reason why it is, listen, we consider it so hard to obey God is because you don't fear him. You love him, but there's no fear. So you can say, I love you, Lord. But then you can do anything because you don't fear who he is. But the moment you have fear, the moment you understand that he's all-powerful and he's all-knowing, you will stop operating in who you used to be. Because by nature, you were a liar. By nature, you were deceptive. By nature, you practiced being deceptive. And then you got away with it. Even though you feared mom and dad. See, see let, let me just say, uh, I had great fear of my mama and my daddy. But I wanted to please spirit while I was in their house. Houston, that was a problem. Because they had rules in the house. They said, if you obey everything, then I'm ready to give you everything. But if you disobey, I'm ready to give you something else. Uh, I don't know, but a couple of us grew up in houses alike. Because there wasn't no time out in my house. Time was in. And it was in their control. And I knew if I got caught, that I was going to get in trouble. But I did it anyway, because I felt like doing it. Is there anybody in here that just messed up because they felt like it? And to just tell the honest to goodness truth, instead of trying to lie and manipulate yourself out of what you did? No, you did it because you wanted to. That's why. Jesus says, in order to follow after me, you're going to have to take up the cross and deny yourself. And you come to church, and you've not denied yourself, and I know you haven't because you come in any old kind of way. Talking about any old kind of thing. Uh, Pastor, did you see the dress they had? No, I didn't see the dress they had on because I don't care about the dress they have on. I came here to get a word from the Lord. I came here to worship God. I came here to give God my all in all. I don't have time to worry about what they got on. I'm still trying to get my attire together. We 
jump up and run from church to church. Oh, I can't go there no more. Because the pastor did this. Well, if the pastor was encouraging you Sunday after Sunday, when you did that, can you stay in place and pray for him and help him get through this instead of jumping up and running away and says, I belong to the Lord. This man or woman has been a blessing to my life. I'm going to stay in position and pray until God fixes them because he blessed me and God fixed me. Is there anybody here that's ready to not be so concerned about themselves? He speaks to Moses and he's speaking to you. He is not concerned about how many scriptures you know because he knows all of them. You are not impressing God by how nice you could dress it up on the outside. Because God, he, he, he clothed the lilies in the valley, put a flower on a stem with stiff thorns on it, and made the flower look good. Surely he's not concerned about how good you look on the outside. But we want to impress working on the outside. Uh-huh, because you got fear that somebody going to talk about how you look. Uh, most of us afraid to dress a certain way. Oh, you, I heard, you can't wear that to church on Sunday. Those jeans and it's communion. If they could get into the house of the Lord, that's communion. People not coming to church because when they get to church, they get talked about like the world is talking about them. So they might as well stay right where they are because they're getting the same old thing. And then some of you might say, yeah, that's why, you know, I don't even know if I'm going to come to church. Well... If you got that attitude, then you're going to be a, listen, a follower of the world. Because if you are a follower after God, it don't matter what people are doing. It matters what he is doing. And how many of you know God is always up to something? God is up to something on your behalf. When you started off the day, God started putting blessings. So every time your foot hit the ground, he said, blessed. And when you took another step, he said, blessed. And when you took another step, he said, blessed. And when the enemy wanted to come upon you, God said, you can't touch them because they are blessed. If you understand, walking with God. So God, he, he, he first, he first said, let me, let me deal with your walk because you have allowed people to dictate your steps. 
but a good man's step are ordered by the Lord. Uh, preacher, I don't let people dictate my steps. Yeah, you do. Because when somebody comes and tell you something, even if it's not true, you entertain what they are saying and it changes your course of action. You started off one way and let somebody else take you a whole nother way. You got, a, you got some breaking news here. You say you're not afraid, but fear is the thing that took you in another direction because you were afraid to be who God called you to be. So you listen to what people had to say instead of what God had to say. Uh, is this helping anybody? And so he, he deals with the walk, the walk. And because you were so used to walking sideways, when you got saved, you thought that you can get away with being sneaky. I want to talk to the people who messed up after they got saved. I believe all of us qualify. Uh, because when you got saved, you didn't get delivered from everything. And listen, so when you got saved, you didn't even know what to do with fear. So you were fearing people instead of fearing God. And because you were still into you, you wanted it your way instead of Yahweh. See, God is Yahweh. He's not Yahweh. And our prayers are to Yahweh instead of to Yahweh. Let me help you for a minute. Your prayers are, God, do this and do that. If you fix this and I'll do this. And God, if you do this, you are ordering God around. That is called your way. When you speak to God, it should be a point of reference. You're the only one that knows everything. So have your way with me. And if I can't handle it, strengthen me so that I can handle however you're going to lead me today. Because only you know the right way because you are the way, the truth, and the life. If we understand that our prayers need to change, we'll have a point of reference. Starting, starting point. Everybody need a point of reference. Even the sprinters, when they get ready, they got to get down in a certain position because it's called a point of reference, the starting place. And now, now, now the Bible says, fear is the beginning of wisdom. Wait, 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 wait. So wait, you shall walk after the Lord your God and fear. Wait, wait. So you shall walk after him but in fear. You shall walk in fear. Wait, wait. But fear is my beginning. So, so, I really can't begin until there's some fear because wisdom doesn't come until there's fear. Yeah. 
so, so you'll do anything until fear comes. Um, when young people, you, let, let, let me share something with you. Uh, your parents can't see everything. But God can see everything. Wait. So then, when Adam and Eve was in the garden and uh, they messed up, the first thing they do was they, they hid from God because they figured if they God won't know. Uh, some of us have so much hidden stuff, and you hiding it from people. But people shouldn't be your fear. Uh, so because and, and, and you look at this and say, "Well, I'm I'm doing stuff I know I shouldn't do, and I'm hiding it." Young people, if you're about to do something that you wouldn't do if your mom and dad was there, wisdom would say then, don't do it. Why would you do something that you know is wrong? Do you know why? Because you like it. You're going to do what you want to do that you think you like. Let me tell you something. You've been fed so many lies, you don't even know what you like. If God is not your fear, then you are being fed lies and operating as a fool. A fool like this. I used to hide stuff I was doing from my parents. But I wasn't hiding nothing from God. So then I come into this relationship with him and he tells me I shall walk like him. But I don't have no fear because I want to do what I want to do. And so then I do it. And I'm hiding it from the people that I want to hide it from. And this is what it's like to God. God sees everything, and it's almost like we know better, but we do it, and we try to hide behind this. How many of you can see me? Can you see me? You can't see this. That's how foolish we are. You think God don't see what you're doing? God sees everything, and we, there's no fear. But when fear happens, it changes everything. Watch this. It says, fear him. And what? And what? And what? Okay, so look, look, it says, when you fear God, that means you, listen, you have such a reverence for who he is. 
I want to ask you a question. Who is God to you? Who is God to you? He should be everything. Who is God to you? No, for real. Who's your healer? Tylenol didn't heal you. Alka-Saucer didn't help you. If, let me tell you something. People drank Alka-Saucer still had a stomachache. If God does not add his anointing to it, if God does not put his hand on it, it's nothing going to happen. You can take everything in the pharmacy. If God don't put the anointing in it, it's not going to help you at all. God is the answer. He, 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 he's our solution. And he says, he, now, now watch God. Why does God want you to walk like him? Because that is how you dominate this earth realm. You can't dominate stuff you're afraid of. Shoot, just show up. There's no need to fear. God's up in here. Say what you want. Do what you want. I don't answer to you. I answer to God. See, when you start looking at God like that, you can say, do what you want. <laughs> but my God is seeing everything. And I'm going to stay close to him. And I'm going to walk like him. Because when you begin to walk like him, God has authority over the earth realm. And God says, whatever is done in heaven shall be done on the earth. And you start walking with God. And you can speak to a thing that's disobedient. And because you spoke to it, it will come and. one because you told them that somebody said walk like him you you gotta walk like him and and fear him now get this get this uh fear is it's more than being scared of his wrath okay i i'm gonna tell you something i'm scared i i, I was scared I'm so scared to mess up because I've read the word. Did everybody think God, oh, he's just so loving and graceful and forgiving. But his characters don't change. God is raw. God will kill you. He will hurt you. God, listen, God's going to get you to obedience one way. Or let me share something. Let me share something with you. I, I was so afraid of my parents, but I was still sneaky because I didn't have the spirit of God in me yet. And so my dad, I was scared of his whooping because when, when he whooped me, he'd be mad. And when he's mad, it's hard to calm him down. So he'll whoop me for half an hour. Uh, I'm, I'm just kidding. 
but it felt like it. <laughs> and, 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 then, and then when you got a mama like I had, my mom had 15 and a half inch biceps. <laughs> she used to go to the gym every Saturday morning. And I'm like, God, what's up? My friends came over one day, and I'm in the eighth grade. My mom body slammed me in front of my friend. I'm my mom. <laughs> so, and they told me, you're going to obey me one way or another. I said, God's going to get his way. And I thought about it for a minute. I said, I said, Mama, why do they call you Pete? And my uncle said, well, they called her Pete because, see, my mom didn't get these biceps except for by plowing the field over 100 acres. She used to get behind the mule and plow the field. Now, get this. Picture it in your mind. Now, she's behind the mule plowing, and so she's walking with the mule, and she's expecting the mule to walk right because she's walking with the mule. And the mule kept jumping the plow, which would make the plow go crooked so the the field wouldn't be straight, so the crops could not produce. Ah. And so my, my uncles told me that they heard her telling the mule, Pete, now Pete, you better quit jumping this plow. And she get back behind the plow, the mule would go a little bit, and jump again. They said, finally, she got mad as she walked up to the front of the mule, and she punched the mule in the face. <laughs> Boom. The mule dropped down to his knees. The mule's name was Old Pete. From that day forward, they called her Pete. I thought about that for a minute because God had me while he was plowing the field. And he said, your life has to be a harvest, Felix. So I got to keep you straight to walk with me. And I kept jumping the plow till finally God came around and said, you stubborn as a mule, Felix. And he hit me with his power and knocked me to his knee, to my knees. And I understood then that there had to be some fear in this God that I serve because if I have fear in him, then I will obey him. The reason why I was so hard-headed is because I had no Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He, he teaches us to walk with him because he has such a harvest through your life. You cannot afford to put yourself before God. You ought to have fear. Ah, so much of a fear that you ought to be in awe of whatever's going to come out of his mouth. Oh, goodness. Do, do you understand that he, 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 want, he called you not to come to church, but to be the church? And you're so focused on getting to church on Sunday that you forget about being in the church Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. 
Where is the church that God is looking? Are you ready to be the church that God is looking for? Can you put yesterday behind you? Look out in front of you and see that God is still in charge and put a reverence and be in awe because he says that he is the bridegroom. You're the bride. Now, now get this. When Jesus is talking about uh, don't put fear in people, but fear the Lord. Listen, when a bride is being prepared for her wedding, she is so focused on the groom. The bride wants to please the groom. I know, I, I, I've, seen, I've done a lot of weddings. I've seen, I've seen it. Though not one woman is saying, I just want to please me. I'm telling you, they know that there's a man down front that's waiting on them called the groom. And they're in that room and they're getting the makeup ready to please who? The groom. Jesus is our groom. We should spend every day and every moment getting prepared to please the groom. We are not people pleasers, we are groom pleasers. And so when you prepare to meet the groom, you know the women, the, the women they buy these dresses that are hard to walk in, they're all tight and stuff, and they got this long train, so that, listen, they're not really trying to please themselves, they're trying to look spectacular for the groom. And so th that's how you should be on the inside, preparing yourself. Because the groom is waiting for you. And our focus should be on the groom. And we, listen, no woman comes into the doors when the, they stand up to receive the bride. The woman has already practiced how to walk so she don't stumble in what she got on. Ugh. Ah. You ought to be tired of stumbling, getting caught up in you if you focus on pleasing him and getting your walk tight and right. You'll be able to walk past any distraction. And you want to know another thing that I noticed? Everybody that comes to your wedding is not happy for you. While you walking down the aisle, there's somebody in that wedding hating on you. It might even be a relative mad because you got married first. Mad over there, mad over that. And the truth be told, the bride could care less who's mad. The bride got her eyes focused on the groom that she's walking toward. I got to ask you today, what groom are you walking toward? Are you walking toward Jesus, which is the groom? Uh. The bride would be a fool to be just walking down the aisle. Focus. I see him. I've been waiting for years. 
going, huh? The stupidity to stop because of the hate. I, I've never been to a wedding where the bride stopped and said, honey, you ain't going to hate on me. She can care less. Hate all you want. What am I trying to say? Stop paying attention to what people are saying that is negative about you. Keep your eyes focused on the groom and keep going towards the groom and don't worry about what people say. Stop trying to please people with a lying, deceitful self. Please God, he is faithful and loyal and has always been there for you. He says, now get this, he says, when you fear him, when you fear him, it's no longer you keeping the commandments. Check that out. You know why it's so hard for you to break the commandments that he has? It's because you don't fear him. When you fear him, you want to please him. So when you want to please him, he knows your heart. So you can't mess up then. Because it's not you keeping the commandment at that point. It's him. He says, when you have fear in me, you can say you love me. But once fear comes, fear activates obedience. So then... Because you fear God, you want to do right. Because you know he sees everything. And so you wake up. God, help me please you today. Your prayer life changes because of the fear you have. Instead of, God, oh, bless me with this and take me here and take me there. And, oh, by the way, I need $100. Pay the light bill for me. Some of you need to sit in the dark. You do. So you can appreciate the light. Got all this light. And this is the thing. We have all this light in us. And talk about darkness. Didn't Jesus say, what I say to you in the dark, go speak it? Because you are the light. So if somebody comes to you with some dark nonsense, speak life to it. That's the fear of God in action. God wants you to understand the difference in fear. Do you realize there's a whole lot of people with anxiety issues? Tell you why. Because you haven't practiced fearing God enough. I guarantee you, you start fearing God, anxieties have to leave. But you practice disobedience for so long, deception, that anxiety came in as a spirit. But God didn't give us what? The spirit of fear. So if he didn't give it to us, that means you have power over it. So all you got to do is get in line with fearing him. And you can speak to whatever you're, whatever you're fearing and you won't fear it anymore. 
But when you say, oh, this is that, it becomes that. But you got to understand, fearing God is different than fearing man and stuff. If you fear God, you won't fear nothing else. Because you know he has given you everything. And this is a message on obedience. But in order for you to walk in the obedience of God, God is not depending on you. He knows you can't keep the commandments. It's impossible. So he gives you his spirit. So now you have the spirit of God in you that will remind you, don't you do that. And then you have to make a choice, either your will or the spirit. So here's what happens, and I'm going to close with this. If you keep making the choice, every time you make the wrong choice, there's a door. There's a door of obedience and a door of disobedience. When you make the choice to please you, you open the door of disobedience. What comes through that door you don't want? Because curses come in that will even bypass you and wait on your children and on your children's children. Understand, because this is important. I, this is the first message. That, that I'm really got to get deeper next week because you really got to get this because you're going to, I'm telling you, when the fear of God hits you, you're going to want to be obedient. Even when you don't want to be obedient, you're going to mess up and be obedient anyway. But this door of obedience, when you open it, blessings come in. They just, they just roll. And, and so there's all these scriptures that say, when you, when you fear God, <clears throat> when you fear God, I want, I want to close with this one. The fear of the Lord leads to life. Put um, Proverbs 19.23 on the board. And in your spare time, turn to Psalms 147 and 11. It says the Lord favors those. He favors those who fear him. Fear's the answer. Fear's the answer. Everybody keep running around. God didn't give me the spirit. To, no, no. God gave me the spirit to fear him. And I'm so in awe of what God will do. My, my God is raw. He knows everything. He sees everything. So I say, oh, you're not going to get the job. It don't matter if I get the job or not. God has already set it up. If he's meant to give me the job and don't give it to me, God will give me his job. How about that? My God, this God is that. Oh, he's awesome. When I think about him, when I think about him and every illustration, how he shows us that he's got us, the chosen people of Israel, he, we're, we're chosen by God. He drowns all our enemies in the Red Sea. Everything chasing you is dead. All you got to do is leave it in the water. Let the water cover it up. The fear of the Lord leads to life. And he who has it will.